So here's why I think people fail. Willpower eventually fails. Um, I think ambition eventually fails. But there is one force that I have found that never extinguishes, and never runs dry, and never goes on empty, which is service. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, be it, babe. Ah, Okay, it's not very often that I get to share one of the important people in my life who helped me do the things that I do (laughs) with all of you. Uh, And it's not it's not for any other, there's not any reason, but I have been wanting this person on the pod since it started. And, uh, and then I was able to make some magic happen and their team made some magic happen. And we got this amazing interview for you to hear. And y'all are going to want to slow down so you can listen to every word of our guest today, Roy Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, uh, dear friend to Brad and I, and someone who's well, the mission he's been on has definitely allowed us to um, continue our mission and impact as many lives as we can and we want to. Um, and that's why this podcast exists. So thank you for being here and listening because you, you're you who we do this for and you're about to listen to the person who helped me do this. So Roy Vaden's here. And again, slow down so you can listen to all the words. He says, um, you're going to write some things down. You want to hit some rewinds. You're probably going to want those quote cards that our team's going to do because there's so many great questions for you to ponder, so many great thoughts for you to think about. When you get stuck, these are going to get you unstuck. So hit save on this episode. And now here's Rory Vaden. Loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. I'm so excited. This man has been um, in my life longer than he probably knows. I've been following him for a while. I listened to many of his talks before I got to actually formally work with him. Rory Vaden from Brand Builders Group. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everyone who you are and why you rock? Oh, thank you, Leslie. Um, well, it's such an honor to be here. I, I, I am the co-founder of Brand Builders Group. So we are a personal brand strategy firm. And so we help mission-driven messengers to become more well-known. So we specifically work with experts and entrepreneurs um, all the way from some of our clients are people like Lewis Howes and Amy Porterfield and Ed Milet and Jasmine Starr and Peter Diamandis and 
Eric Thomas, ET, the hip hop preacher, which is a small percentage of our audience, but they're pretty well-known folks, um, all the way to someone who we would just say is an aspiring mission-driven messenger. They they have a calling. They feel like they have a message they want to get out to the world or a product they want to create, but they don't really know uh, how to get people to find them. And they you know, sometimes feel nervous about how do I get people to find me and um, how do I get people to buy? So we're going to help you become wealthy and well-known and make a huge impact along the way. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm all about that. I love that. I think it's I think making making the impact is obviously what everybody wants, but also getting paid (laughs) to make that impact is important because then you can do a lot more with that money. You can take care of the people you love. You can take care of people you've been always wanting to help. So I think it's amazing. Um, Roy, this is not the first thing you've been doing in your life. You did a lot before (laughs) before this. What was your journey to getting into where you are now? Like, was it uh, did you did you kind of fall into this? Like, how did you kind of get to where you're like, oh, we're going to help people spread their message? Well, yeah. So uh, I was raised by a single mom um, who sold Mary Kay, and which means that I know more about makeup than I do about cars. And um, all things, I'm all things feminine. Anything outside is outside my comfort zone. Anything <laughs> inside makes me happy. Um, and um, so w- we didn't grow up with a lot. And I've always been fascinated with success um, from the time that I was very, very young. And I, when I was in sixth grade, I was attending, uh, you know, I was, I was at Platt Middle School, um, PMS. This is a true story. I went, I went to PMS. That is my, was my middle school. And they brought this, this speaker into the gymnasium one day. And this guy was so inspiring and so funny. But he told this awful story about like how his brother got murdered and he went to jail and all of his friends were getting shot because they were in drugs and doing all these awful things. And, you know, the point was like, make good choices. And I thought, you know, there were two things I thought to myself. I thought, one, man, what if someone actually made good choices their whole life? Where would they end up? And the second was, I thought, what a cool job. I wonder how you get to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And so then, Leslie, when I was in high school, I was like on student council. And we had the budget, we controlled the budget for like the student programming and we hired somebody to come and we paid this guy a thousand dollars to come speak like three times in the gymnasium. And it blew my mind that somebody would get paid a thousand dollars to speak for an hour. And pretty much right there, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to go places. I'm going to make people laugh. I'm going to inspire them and they're going to pay me to do it. But I had no idea how. I had I had no idea, you know, where do you learn how to do this? What does it take? And yeah, I mean, like back then, not not to like like our, our ages, but like I'm elder millennial. You couldn't look these things up on the internet. Like, <laughs> no, you figure out how no. to go. And, and it like, wasn't like your guidance. There's not like a there's not like a career for professional speaker or messenger or like author. You know that yeah. that came. So you know, I joined a direct sales company when I was in college, and uh, the only reason I wanted to become a top producer was so that I could speak at their annual event. And so I did that. And then I heard about this contest called the World Championship of Public Speaking. And it was put on by this organization called Toastmasters, which is, is still very alive and well. And they every year they have a contest where 25,000 people from 90 countries compete for a chance to be called the world champion. And I thought, 
maybe if I won the world championship of public speaking, that would like launch my career. And so for two years, I went all in on it. I spoke 304 times for free. I watched over 1,100 hours of film. I received 2,200 written evaluations. I spent tens of thousands of dollars on coaching and training, read dozens of books. And in 2006, I made it to the top 10 speakers in the world. Um, and I was the youngest person in history to do that. And I lost. But then in 2007, I studied harder. I went back again. I was stronger. I was smarter. And I made it all the way back to the world championship. And that was the year that I... Well, I lost again, actually, but I, I, <laughs> I, was on the edge I, of my lost, seat. I was like, wait, <laughs> I lost better. I lost higher. I, I, I technically was the world champion of public speaking first runner up. So I was second place in the world. I was 23. Shortly after that, I had this friend that I had met in college. We decided to start a company that would put on motivational sales training conferences because I had been going door to door, um, that direct sales company. I had been going door to door, learning about sales and um, we grew that company from four people to 200 employees. We were an eight-figure sales training and coaching business. Um, over the course of that time, my first book, Take the Stairs, came out when I was 29. It became a New York Times bestseller. Did you sleep? Years. Did you ever sleep? <laughs> I mean, I did sleep. I've I, I've always been I've actually always been very strict about sleeping. Uh, you know, I I sleep like seven hours, but every night, like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't sleep 12 hours and I don't, I don't sleep three. Like yeah. I sleep, I sleep. Um, and so, and then I had a Ted talk go viral. Um, a few years later, my second book was based on that. It was called procrastinate on purpose, five permissions to multiply time, got inducted into the professional speaking hall of fame when I was 37. And then in 2018, uh, my wife and I, so, so I had met my wife in this other company. We were business partners. We grew it. And in 2018, we unexpectedly sold our our former company. Um, it was very sudden, very unexpected. We sold the company, and then all of a sudden, we had zero platforms, zero social media, zero podcast, zero employees, zero revenue. But I had met a guy named Lewis Howes along the way, and I had become friends with him because I was a guest on his show. And he called me one day and said, "Hey, man, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I feel like I could really use your help." with the strategy for my business. And so Lewis became our very first client and he spent two days with us and he said, this is the most powerful business experience I've ever had. I'm gonna bring you on my show. We're gonna tell the whole world. Um, and so Brand Builders Group was born because of Lewis. He said, this is what we needed to do. And now you know, we have about 600 active clients. We have about three dozen people on our team. We'll do, we'll be back at about eight figures this year, um, which will be our uh, sixth business, a uh, multi, multi-million. And, uh, and we're, you know, we, we're working with Leslie Logan, which has been the dream. <laughs> I knew all it. Along. <laughs> I knew it. This whole podcast is here because of it. Um, I don't think I could put it together without like the the way that you helped people put together a podcast. Cause I think Brad, well, I know Brad would be like, no, we're not doing it. Cause we had a whole thing in 2019. He's like, no new things in 2019. We're not doing anything new. And then 2020 was like, we just have to finish what we've started. We have to wrap up what we started. We have to get everything going. And in 2021, yeah. I was like, you have to let me now. <laughs> I've uh -huh. waited a long time. You have to let me know. I have BBG. I have the whole setup. I know. I listened to the whole thing. I know exactly what I have to do. So I want to go back though, because 
I want to highlight something. The amount of speeches you did for free sounds like almost every other day in a year. Um, <laughs> it was two years. Uh, two it years. Was so, many days there were multiple in the same day. Yeah. So how, like, did you ever just want to give up? Like, did you ever go like, because I'm thinking about the people who are like trying to get started and it's like, what I find is that they go, I've talked to five people and nothing happened. It's like, People like you're like I talked to three. I did 300 speeches <laughs> for free. So like, how did you get to yourself going that I, that this is one more thing leading me towards where I'm going to go and not feeling like it's one more sign that it's not working? So here's why I think people fail. Willpower eventually fails. I think ambition eventually fails. But there is one force that I have found that never extinguishes and never runs dry. It never goes on empty which is service. The way that you succeed, and this is the single greatest piece of personal brand strategy advice I've ever received came from a gentleman named Larry Wingett. And this is not a Rory Vaden quote, although I wish it was. Larry said, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And that's what we do at Brand Builders Group. We help people find their uniqueness, their uncopyable difference, the one thing that they can do different and better than anyone else in the world because it's who they were created to be. And when you're operating in service, um, all of a sudden, everything else goes away. Like there, there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. We only feel fear when we're being self-centered, right? When we go... Is anyone going to like me? Is this going to work out? Is this worth my time? Am I doing a good job? Is anyone paying attention? Is my platform going to grow? It's all me, 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 me. But you never feel fear when the mission to serve is clear. If there's a car accident on the side of the road, there's a car turned over and it's on fire and you run over to, 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 to pull someone out of the car, notice how you're not thinking about how does my hair look? You're not thinking about is my outfit cute? You're not worried about, does my breath stink? You're going to save someone. That is what we have realized it takes to break through the wall. There's something we call Sheehan's wall, which is breaking through and becoming mainstream, which we have helped now, you know, several clients of, of ours have done. Um, some of them we've helped more than others, but but it's it's going, the moment that you dedicate your life in the service of others, then you never run out of energy. But when you're serving yourself, you do. You eventually, because the road to success is so much rejection and so much failure and so much setback. Um, but the the secret is to not be thinking about yourself, but to be thinking about the person out there who needs you. Yeah. And 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 what we believe, Leslie, is that the the calling that you feel on your heart to start a business, to get a message out there in the world. We believe that the calling that you're feeling is the result of a signal that is being sent out by someone else. And that person actually needs you much more than you need them. And that when you listen to that signal and we try to just, you know, our job is to sort of cultivate that and, and to help that relationship come together, that you 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 never get tired and you never run low. And so I think for me, I've always listen to that calling, even though I didn't make money for a really long time and nobody would pay attention. For the longest time, I was just this kid who was like in the industry and people are like, why would anyone listen to you? You're so young. And then before that, people were just saying like, oh, you're the wonder child. Like, where did you come from? You know, when my first book hit 
hit the New York Times when our book hit, I was 29 years old and people were like, where did you come from? And it's like, dude, I've been doing this for 12 freaking years already. Like, yeah. I know, you know, and so we say a lot of times, it's like, I, I'm even today, I'm still pretty young in age time. I'm only 40, right? But I'm old in stage time. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's what matters. So it's just leaning into the calling and listening to, to that. I love that you said that because as we were talking about, like, when we become self-centered, we have fear. And when it's for other people, we don't, because I had this, like, like this vulnerability hangover. I did a podcast interview and I was, the next day I woke up and going, did I say too much? And I like started to make the whole podcast in my head about me. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, I called my friend, I was the host. I'm like, do you think I said too much? Like, do you, do you think it, do, or do you think it was helpful? He's like, no, it, what you said was very, explained the whole thing. It's very helpful. It like took a lot of imposters in a way. Like, oh, okay. And I had to check myself. I'm like, oh, we got our dial turned. We started thinking about us and not about like who we were there. What, what that whole point of that whole podcast and that message was for. And so whenever I, whenever I get a little bit like I'm scared, things might not be working, what's be going on, I notice it's always because I'm thinking I'm being rejected or I, it's about me. But everything we've done has, has always been with the mission of like more bodies doing Pilates. So it doesn't really matter if I teach you or somebody teaches you, just the fact that you find it because I know it's going to make you a better person. And when I can keep that in my mind, it's almost like there's not an obstacle. There's not a failure. It all is like in it's all helping, like putting more people into that bucket that I've been wanting to do. You also said something else, Love though. Um, and it's that you've been doing this for 12 years already. And I think that so many people, they have maybe have heard the story of other people, but like so many people forget that every person you see who's like this new star, this new th person that just came on the scene, they've been busting their butt <laughs> for a decade. <laughs> every one of them. Uh, I was listening to um, this woman who like she's the owner of Hint Water and the podcast host was like, oh, yeah, I just discovered your water. How long have you been doing this? She's like, oh, we've been around for 12 years. <laughs> she's yeah. like, we've been around. <laughs> and so it's just so funny because I uh, funny, not haha, -ha, but just interesting is that like we put all these people on a pedestal like it happened so fast for them. And so it's not happening fast for us. So something's wrong with us. But really, it's not happening that fast for anybody. It's just <laughs> it's just that people kept going. Right. And and I think, yeah, totally. And and sometimes it's like we see the best in others and we see the worst in ourselves. And we we don't realize that what they went through, you know, you don't see everything that they went through. Um, and I think social media has made it worse because you just see the you just see the picture perfect story along the way and you see the 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 curated highlight reel. Um, but none of that matters, right? It's 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 going forget about what other people are doing and even forget about the own success you're having. Um, when we help someone find their uniqueness, right? Because Larry said that's what you should do, but he never developed a process for how to do that. And so we did. Um, and that's what Brand Builders Group is. I mean, Brand Builders Group, as you know, is 14 different two-day experiences. That's what Brand Builders Group, our full curriculum is 14 different two-day experiences. But the first one is called Finding Your Brand DNA, which is finding your uniqueness. And so if you go, what's the first step in the first course on the first day? And the genesis of building a personal brand all starts by answering this one simple question with one word, which most people cannot do. It is, what problem do you solve? What problem do you solve for the world? And most of us cannot answer that question. And you need to be able to answer that question clearly because first of all, if you can't answer that question, if you can't tell people what problem you solve, if you don't know, there's no way you're 
customers, or your prospects are ever going to know. Um, but w- when when we look at what problem do you solve and we reconcile that with another question, which is what is what are you passionate about? What lights you up? What pisses you off? What makes you mad? Like what makes you so angry? And also what breaks your heart? What makes you cry? What What is the problem where you, you look at it in the world and you say, I'm not okay with that. I'm not comfortable with that. I won't accept that this problem exists in the world, not on my watch. I won't let somebody else go through that. I'm going to dedicate my life to solving that problem for people. Mother Teresa dedicated her life to ridding the world of poverty. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. dedicated his life to ridding the world of inequality. Brene Brown dedicating is dedicating her life to ridding the world of shame. Dave Ramsey rids the world of debt. What is the problem that you solve that you go, it's it's not about making money. It's it's not about me. It's about going, I want to make this world a better place, literally. I want to take my time and talents and help somebody um, get past something. And that's how you break through what we call Sheehan's wall. It's it's this focus because so basically, Leslie, you know, there's two groups of people in any given market, there's two groups of people. There are those who are unknown, they're dealing with obscurity. Mm-hmm. And then there are, there are those who are known or they have notoriety, right? Yeah. And that's what what's what we do at Brand Builders Group. We help people overcome obscurity and we help them develop notoriety or become well-known. That's what, what we're doing. Yep. Now, what most people in obscurity do is they look at the people in notoriety and they do they want to do all the different things they do, right? And so they look at, oh, well, The Rock is like an actor and a wrestler and an athlete and uh, he has a tequila line and you know, and in all these, all these things. And then you go, well, Oprah has all these different things. And Tony Robbins talks about money and relationships and business and health and spirituality. And so we go, well, I want to talk about lots of topics like they do. And so we have too many topics. And then every time we go to another mastermind or watch and see a new Facebook ad, there's like a new business model. And we go, Ooh, we need to do coaching. Cause everyone that's where it's at. No, I heard that courses are like passive income, but really membership sites give you recurring revenue, <laughs> but retreats could be like high dollar offer. But you know, if I had a mastermind and people like came to me, it was like this really high end mastermind. I could, but I really want to speak, but consulting can make millions of dollars <laughs> doing consulting. And You're like, in everyone's what about, head right now. <laughs> it, I know, I know. And it's like, well, brand deals and, 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 you know, we could do day planners. And so they have all of these messages, all of these business models. They're serving all of these audiences on all of these different problems or, or on all of these different platforms. And they are bouncing off the wall. Yeah. And the reason they're, most people are bouncing off the wall is because when you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And the only thing we do is help people find their uniqueness, figure out what is the one audience you can serve in the deepest way? What is the one problem you can solve for them? What is the one business model, the one revenue stream above all others that matters? And we know that even if we don't teach you anything or if you don't do anything else we teach, if we can just help you focus... You put more of your assets and more of your resources towards those things, the likelihood of them succeeding goes up exponentially. And so that's what happens is people break through the wall on one thing, one problem, one audience, one revenue stream. And then once you break through the wall on that one thing, once you're on the other side, then you can expand into other stuff because you have more money, you have more attention, you have more resources, you have more team members. 
But if not, you're just going to bounce off the wall Yeah. because diluted focus equals diluted results. Well, and bouncing off the wall ends up just tearing at your confidence levels and uh, and like your ability to think that you can get back up and do it again. So it's, it's kind of, you're kind of setting yourself up just to like hit the wall and fall down and go, oh, that's another thing that didn't work because you're not actually like allowing yourself to drill all the way through. I love the visual of Shin's wall. I also just want to go back to those questions you were saying, like, what do well, you one love? One thing on the confidence, yeah. one thing on the confidence, because yeah. you bring up a good point, right? When people bounce off the wall, they think they're failing because they're not good or they're not smart enough or they don't have enough money or enough resources or their audience isn't big enough. Yeah. None of those things are true. The reason they're failing is because they're distracted. They're diluted. What they lack is clarity. They lack clarity of who they are helping, what they're providing for that person, and how they can solve that problem for that person. It's it's the people who succeed are not I mean, we had four clients last year that were billionaires with a B, like a billion dollars. They're very smart people, but they're not, it's not their intelligence that separates them. And, and it's not even their confidence. Most of their stories are rooted with deep insecurity and, and trauma and pain. But what happens is somewhere along the line, they get a crazy idea and all they think about is that one idea and they go all in on that one thing. And they do nothing else until that one thing succeeds. And that's how they break through the wall. Uh, and then everything and then everything changes. And so you're not missing something. There's nothing that other people have that you don't have besides clarity. That is the best. <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard about confidence ever. Like that is like, uh, that's, I love that so much because it's not the confidence. It is the clarity. Like it's, and and it doesn't mean you're not good enough. Like, cause you, it's all the enough, anything enough. I'm not this enough. It's that you just don't have the clarity. And I, I, um, you would have set a series of questions like what you love, what makes you cry? Like what, what do you want to get rid of? Yeah. Those, um, those are such, those are such great questions because I do think that people get hung up on like, what is my purpose? <laughs> <laughs> like they want, they're like, what is my purpose? I'm like, I, that is a really heavy question to ask yourself. <laughs> and he, well, here's a, <laughs> here's a better question too, then what's my purpose, right? So you go, okay, I'm trying to find my purpose, but listen to the question, the, listen to the nature of that question. My purpose, it's self-centered in its nature. Mm -hmm. Our lives have purpose not inside of our individual autonomy and self-centeredness. What creates purpose, our lives have purpose in the context of how we interact in exchange and encounter other people. So if you want to find purpose, don't ask, what's my purpose? Ask, who can I serve and how can I help? Nobody is irrelevant when they are serving another person. When we exist inside of ourselves in this autonomous you know, world of self-centeredness, we lack purpose because we are by ourselves. But when we add value to the lives of others, now we have purpose. And so the purpose comes from service. And, and that is available to all of us, right? It's like, if, don't go searching for happiness. 
Go searching for someone you can help. If you help the person, I promise you'll find happiness. And we're fortunate to live in a world today where there's more tools available to us and audiences are more accessible than ever before that we can actually make our full-time focus an entire living, not just a survival living, but an abundant, rich, extraordinarily wealthy living, dedicating our lives to be 100% in the service of others, helping them solve one small problem. It's mind-blowing, right? The world that we live in is just, it is mind-blowing. And so that's how you find purpose. Okay. Homework for everyone listening. And my next qu- my next question that you just kind of brought up is, so I grew up with a mom who's a Mary Kay. So I grew up with my mom. Oh, doing, really? oh that's yes. Right. That's Are you right. kidding? She yes. got the car. She got to meet Mary Kay. Did the whole thing. Woo. I know. Um, <laughs> but I also grew up in the household where like you didn't answer the phone. You had to screen the call, make sure it wasn't a bill collector. So I grew up like that kind of lifestyle. And so I, to this day, it says I have 75 un, like missed phone calls today because <laughs> nice. I don't answer the phone. I'm like, let me screen that. Who was that? Um, however, my point to all this is you mentioned like you can have this abundant, wealthy life. And I think a lot of people feel very guilty getting paid, helping other people. And how have you, like, did you have that or like that was not a problem for you or have you seen that with other people you worked with at BBG? How do you get them past like charging for this service that they are able to provide to other people? Yeah. Well, I would say the only way you get wealthy is helping other people. Money is a direct, a a direct result and a direct byproduct of how many people you have helped. Like how many people have bought a computer and used Microsoft Office, right? That's why Bill Gates is super duper rich. How many people use Amazon and how many times have they used it and how how convenient has that made your life? That's why Jeff Bezos is super rich. Like the your 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 wealth and what I would say is you should look at it the opposite of going I shouldn't feel bad for charging. It's going if I'm not making enough money, it means I'm not helping enough people. Or I'm not helping enough people in a deep enough way. And here's another thing that I will say too, is like everyone's so worried about the width of their reach, they forget about the depth of their impact, Mm. right? Impact is not just a lot of people. It's to what extent do you help people? Brando's group is a good example of this. We're going to hit eight figures probably this year. We have a bigger business by revenue than most of the biggest personal brands in the world, right? Several of which could be our clients even. But we never had millions of followers, right? I've never had millions of followers. You don't need millions of followers to make millions of dollars. It's who you can serve a few people in a deep, deep, deep way, right? Like our whole mission as a company is what we call thousand messengers. We want one that we're, we're going to cap it. Like we're at 632 right now. Once we hit a thousand, we're closing it off. Like, cause we can't serve more than that many in a really, really deep way. Mm. Um, and so money is a byproduct of of adding value to people's lives and so number one i i wouldn't equate i would i would i would switch the way that i am thinking about that um the second thing is to say look just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you have to keep it all yourself uh every nonprofit in the world it, it takes money to run it every messenger it every message takes money behind it to get the message out to more people um every person who's in need it sure helps to have a lot of money to help them with housing and food and and shelter like you know obviously shelter education uh transportation these are the 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 core fundamental issues of humanity largely could be solved by money and, yeah. and by by money in the hands of the right people 
money in the hands. So when we say we serve mission-driven messengers, it doesn't mean we don't care about money. We do care about money. We like money. We're good at making money. It's just that money is subservient to the mission. Money is subservient to the message. Revenue is subservient to reputation and, and income is subservient to impact. But we need money to be in the hands of good people. That's called stewardship. Um, and the other thing is right now, you know me, I'm a hardcore Bible thumping Jesus freak. And Jesus people sometimes struggle with money because of this, you know, all the stuff that Jesus said about, you know, it's harder for a rich man to, to, to yeah, it's harder for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. And, yeah. you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. But here's the thing. You don't have to love money in order to have it. You can have a lot of money just like you can have a lot of hammers and nails. Money is just a tool, right? Mm -hmm. It's a tool to do stuff. No different than, you know, house cleaning tools or, you know, something that builds houses or ingredients that you cook with. It's a tool that you use to make things. The question is, are you making things only for yourself or are you making them in the service of others? Money also makes you more of what you already are. If you are a jerk, money is going to make you more of a jerk. But if you are a generous, humble person, money is going to make you an even more generous, humble person. Money in and of itself is not evil. It's it's neutral, right? It has no emotion. It's it's who it's in the hands of and, and what's the character of that person and what is the heart of that person. So you've got to break free of some of those limiting beliefs about money. And again, what I would say and what we tell people is don't worry about money either way. Just focus on service. Just focus on helping a bunch of people. If you do that, you can't stop money from showing up. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, it, it will come to you just as a byproduct. So let let it be that. Mm, yes. Okay. I feel like I just went to a great church. <laughs> Thank you for preaching. Um, I I couldn't agree more. Co-signing all of that, I have um, I was mentoring one of uh, one of the girls in my group, and she has been teaching differently. Think thanks to the mentorship, of course, that would be the goal of the mentorship. So she's doing Amen. that. She mentioned in a win. She's like, so my clients have noticed a difference, and they're just paying me more. They're just like actually like I haven't raised my rates. They're just giving me more money, and I'm like, yeah, because you're 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 serving the person. You're making the impact on them. That's so important that they're like, uh, this should be. She should be charging me more money for this because the life you're giving them on the other side of the session is so priceless. They have they're like wanting to do that. So I think. Um, You've highlighted some amazing things that when you make it about them, like it's just going to come to you and you can, you can do whatever you want with that money. So, you don't have to so love it. So this is a fun story. Okay. I don't think I've ever shared this publicly. This is how Tom and Lisa Bilyeu became clients of ours. So they're, they're, they're also clients of ours, right? So so our content market, and it's not just money, it's abundance in general. So for example, our entire content marketing strategy that we teach clients is teach everything you know for free. Give away everything you know for free, but do it in small bite-sized chunks and in all random miscellaneous order. And the reason why you can do that is because today people don't pay for information. People pay for organization and application. People don't pay for information. They pay for organization and application. That's why it's like, I can give away so much for free. One, just because we have so much, so, so much content. But people still need help applying it. And so that's what they're going to pay you for is, is help applying it. Well, 
uh, we were just, uh, you know, I, I was helping Tom and Lisa with a project that they had. And I was just like offering to help and help and help. Just like, hey, what don't have you thought about this? And did you know about this? And da, 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 da. They literally said, they said, you've given us so much value. We have to pay you something. We feel guilty <laughs> that you've given us so much that we you you must let us pay you. We don't feel good. Like we actually don't feel good about how this has worked. And, and that's the other thing that I would say about this is you go, here's a few brand builders mantras. We say, save the best for first. Save the best for first. Give it away and people will pay you for help applying it. And um, there's another rule that we talk about called the rule of 10. So the rule of 10 says, whatever you're charging make what you're charging for 10 times as valuable as what you're charging for it, right? So so at Brand Builders Group, right, let, let's, it, it doesn't matter who the client is. Let's say you have something that's $1,000. If you're going to charge $1,000, our advice is make it really worth $10,000 because number one, you'll have more conviction and confidence when you're selling it. And you'll be like, gosh, like you would be crazy not to do this. Where people get upside down is where they go, man, I didn't really put that much effort into this. This thing's really kind of a piece of junk. It really should be $300. But because my coach said it should be a thousand or someone else said it should be, I'm just going to charge a thousand. And it's like really deep down, you know, mm. eh, this is it. It's more like the rule. That's the rule of a third. It needs to be the rule of 10 to where you go, you would be insane not to buy this. Like, this, if you buy this, it's going to transform your life in such a massive way that I feel bad not selling it to you. And this is the other part about service, right? Okay. And this is an extreme example, but I mean this literally. Imagine if you had the cure for cancer and you never told anyone about it. Imagine what a disservice it would be to the world if there is somebody out there right now who has the cure for cancer but they're afraid to tell people about it because they don't they don't want to be seen as vain or they're afraid of making money for it and so because they don't have money they can't tell anyone about it cuz they can't hire any marketing people or they can't you know whatever whatever they can't pay a staff to help them get the word out or etc it's a disservice to not offer something to someone when you it could actually change their life. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about the smoke and mirrors crap that you see online where it's like, throw up some crappy course and try to sell it for $3,000. I'm saying build something that is so valuable that you would feel guilty not selling it. Like that you would go, I have this secret and, and I'm going to help you. And so that it all ties back to your uniqueness yeah. because when you're operating in your uniqueness and you go, what audience can I serve in the deepest way? Whose life can I totally transform? If you're doing that, then you won't feel guilty about it because you're just serving and, and you the money just shows up as a byproduct. Yeah, I, I remember hearing years ago, um, an author say like, if you have a, if you do something that helps someone solve someone's problem, you have a moral obligation to sell it to them. You just like you, you're actually stealing from them if you're not, <laughs> if you're not. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Uh, right. You, you're obviously, you know, you're so amazing and you know that, but like, I feel like you've almost even taken our listeners and like kind of calmed the crazy mind. That's like, I got to do this and I got to do this. And like really given us something we can just like sit down, start with what your uniqueness is, everyone. Um, we're going to take a brief break. Uh, we could keep going because you're so amazing, but we we're out of time. So <laughs> take a brief break and then we're going to find out where people can find you, follow you, work with you and your beat action items. 
All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you wanna replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T, check it out. All right, right. Where do you hang out? Where can they get more of you? Yeah, so I, I, there's only one place I would go is is go to freebrandcall.com forward slash Leslie Logan. Okay, freebrandcall.com forward slash Leslie Logan. Um, you know, Leslie is a client of ours, and and so you know she's graciously invited us here. And one of the things we do for our clients is we offer all of their friends a free call. The first call is free, and this is. You know, what we do is one-on-one coaching. Even our big events are like small tables with five people and one of our strategists. It's it's all very much human-based. And so we would love to get to meet you. And um, so anyways, we do the first, we do that first call for free, freebrandcall.com slash Leslie Logan. That's the place where I would go. Of course, I'm on Instagram and, you know, we have a podcast and all the stuff, but I would go to that URL um, and I would start there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes below, y'all. Before we let you go, bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us? Okay, so I mentioned that finding your brand DNA, finding your uniqueness is a two-day experience with us, right? So hopefully some of you, you know, we'll do a free call and maybe we'll meet with you and we'll see you there. Whether you do or not, though, I'm gonna gonna give you the shortcut right now. I'm gonna give you the secret. Like everyone goes, okay, Rory, like what's the secret? We didn't know this when we started the company five years ago, but now that we've taken hundreds of people through this, we have realized that there is a consistent pattern and it's a shortcut that we taught our strategists to help them identify uniqueness in the clients. And here's what we realized. You are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. That for all of us, every bit of pain that we have gone through, 
is a part of preparing us and shaping us into becoming the person that we needed to be today so we could now reach back and help somebody else. So when when you say, what are your action items? This is what I would say. Answer these questions. What challenge have you conquered? What obstacles have you overcome? What setbacks have you survived? What tragedies have you triumphed over? What problems have you pushed past? Whatever the answer is to those questions, therein your uniqueness lies. Therein lies the thing that you can do that nobody else can do. We believe that that is God's divine design of your humanity, that you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. So answer those questions, explore those arenas, and I promise you will find in that not only great purpose, but great potential for great profits and for sure the promise of massive, massive impact. Mm, I want to know everyone's answers. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. You guys, you have to let me know. You have to tag the Beat Pod. You have to tag BBG. You have to let us know how this um, whole podcast has impacted you, what your takeaways are. Roy, thank you for being here. Thank you for like uh, letting me listen to you uh, uh, all by myself even. I feel very selfish and also very, very grateful. Um, and y'all, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Semena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, And finally, to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it 
camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!